As of the 31st of December 2020, there were over 6 million registered motor vehicles in New South Wales. There are over 100 motor vehicle policies sold in Australia. So when the unthinkable happens, like a car accident, what's the first thought that goes through your mind? Safety, right? Are you and your loved ones okay? I bet you don't think that the safety issue might come up later, after your vehicle's repaired. I mean, why would you? You trust that your repairer will do what your paid insurance policy is meant to take care of. I'm sorry, but it's a lot more complicated than that. Well, joining me today is Graham Judge, Director of Collision Safety Consultants. He helps consumers who have a problem with a repair or a purchase of a vehicle. Welcome, Graham. Angela. Now, you wrote to me and said, we have insurers who promote you can get a comprehensive insurance policy in five minutes, but at the same time warn you to read the PDS. They all warn you to read the PDS. They, they add they? that disclaimer, right? They yeah. say it'll only take you a few minutes. Yep. Hop online, you can get insured in a few minutes. Yep. Now, I was very curious because the next thing you said was, and who's got time to read the PDS? And I thought, I'm going to do a little bit of research here. Yep. So I downloaded several different PDSs from yep. different insurance companies and on average they were 92 pages long. So after the pretty pictures on the first two or three pages, I gave up, yep. which anyone would, right? So yep. that's the thing. takes five minutes to get the policy, takes five hours to read the PDS. Nobody does. Mm. So you get caught short in the bits that you don't know about, but they've told you because they've told you. Well, there's reading the PDS and then there's understanding, understanding the PDS. Understanding that's what you said, right. Yeah. The, a lot of people think that they, they've got cover in their policy. Yeah. But until they actually read the PDS, and that many customers I've explained to them what their actual PDS says, uh, and they're surprised. And you've given me lots of great advice over the years, which I've taken forward. Um, and through any event that we've had, we followed your advice. The other interesting thing is um, you say about the CTP insurance. Yeah. So explain to us a little bit more. The New South Wales government goes well, to great lengths. Every car that's registered in New South Wales has to have the CTP insurance. Correct. There's a website you can go onto. You enter the details of the driver, the vehicle, and it'll give you five options of insurance companies who will offer that policy. But you can't do that? Well, you can't do that with comprehensive. There is, there is one... Uh, tool, online tool in the market, but that's owned by an insurance company. So guess what? Really? Yeah. But those algorithms don't yeah. favour their brand. So it's difficult for the consumer to even be their own advocate when the system is geared all mm. along the way to kind of stop them from finding things out. Yes. Why? What's wrong with being transparent and truthful? Yeah, it's a good question because with home insurance, yep. there's a requirement under the Insurance Contracts Act for key fact sheets for home insurance. So just the basics of what does this policy cover me for? It's got, or not. It's, yeah, and, and it's it's pre-filled. The, all the insurance company has to do is answer the questions. Why we can't have something like that for comprehensive car insurance? Do you have choice of repairer? Do you, what sort of parts do you want fitted to your vehicle? Makes it easier. You'd You'd be able to take that 100-odd policies and narrow it down to two or three insurance companies that would be suitable for you. And pay what you want knowing what you're going to get. Yes, yes. So one of the shocking, shocking things that you've said to me before is, you know, make sure you can choose your own repairer. Yep. 
So I'm a little bit horrified that you can't choose your own repairer and that that can cause drama, but that's a big problem overall. So take yeah. us through some of those things. Well, insurance companies, all insurance companies will have recommended repairers. The recommended repairers will repair cars for less than the non-recommended repairers because they're being sent work. That's, so that's easy to I'm understand. Gonna, I'm gonna jump in there by saying, yeah. I'm a consumer, Yep. my insurance company recommends a repairer, yep. I take that as being a good recommendation. Why would you do that? Well, so I'm thinking, well, if they're recommending that repairer, they must be a good repairer and I'm, I feel satisfied that my car will be in good hands. But that's not the case. The, the problem here, you've got to understand, as a customer, you're a policyholder. The insurance company has a responsibility to shareholders. So when you're thinking, why are they recommending I take my car to this shop? Or you're driving along and you go, why has that shop got a sign out the front advertising for that insurance company? Recommended repairer. Recommended repairer. And the other one doesn't. Yeah. What, what's, the, what's the reasoning for that? And if you've got agreements where repairers will repair to a price, um, to a certain labour rate, certain estimating programs... Like the, the industry's not regulated when it comes to price. So the recommended repairer is the repairer that they've already done a, a pre-existing deal with and they know what's expected of them as far as the insurer goes in terms of how much the costing of the repairs, which has yeah. got sometimes not much to do with you getting a good outcome on your car. That's it. And you're busy. I've been in the industry for over 40 years, so a lot of referrals come from the smash repair industry. Um, repairers don't want to have an argument with an insurance company, so they'll put the customer onto me. Um, majority of the customers who I help are women. Women. And the vast majority of the poor repairs that I come across are from recommended repairers. And, it, and it's not a reflection on whether women understand their vehicles or not. It's what they're told because yeah. I've been a victim of this. I took my car to a recommended repairer. Yep. In fact, it was a recommended repairer by both the insurance company and my dealer. I had a dodgy job done. I didn't yep. know that until I had another event and took it to a great repairer that you recommended. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, what did you do to the car last time? It's completely out of alignment. Yeah. He said, I've got to do double the work to fix it properly. I never knew. Yeah. I never knew. So I am the majority of these people well, that come to you with the problem. Yeah. But cars are getting more complex as well. Okay. It's not like the old days where you could actually service the car yourself and change the oil, that sort of thing. It's gone way beyond that. Well, it's not so much repair as it is replace now, right? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. those are the pieces that come into the yes, industry. Yes, the, the old traditional panel beating as such is pretty much gone. Disappeared, uh, yeah. The cars are, a lot of the cars made of plastic these days too. So yeah, don't, don't be telling us that. We're worried about driving on the road <laughs> in, a, in a plastic vehicle. Uh, Graham, I know there's been some horrible instances of what you've uncovered with yep. bad repairs. Give us some examples of, of what you found. Vehicles that haven't even been safe to drive on the road. Uh, well, ov overall, in the bit over three years I've been operating, there's been 82 vehicles that have been repaired that after I've done the inspection have are now on the written-off vehicle register. It's, it's absolutely obscene to understand how you can leave a repairer. He's told you your car's ready. You've gone to pick it up. 
you're driving on the road and you're telling me that same car under mm. your scrutiny is now written off, not able to be driven. Correct. So what instance, what circumstance have these people found themselves in driving a car where if they had another accident, what would happen? Oh, well, radar units have that are broken have just been left. So the, not repaired the, at all. The vehicle could apply the brakes um, because it's now no, now it's not calibrated to the to the road. Uh, it could apply the brakes in the middle of an intersection and you get hit by a truck or something like that. So you could die. Yeah. Because of a poor repair. Yeah. And no acknowledgement of it. Uh well, where do we go? When we've got a problem, where do we go? Oh, well, Besides you, because you've got to go to someone else and make a complaint. The regulator of the motor vehicle repair industry is New South Wales Fair Trading. When I've reported the unsafe, yeah. they've thanked me, no further action. And that's it? That's it. So we're saying that people are getting back in a car, driving on our roads in New South Wales in plastic vehicles with pieces that aren't repaired. They don't know. You don't know. I, I don't even know how to lift the bonnet on my car. I don't know if it's been repaired or not. And I'm not only pulling, putting my life at risk, anyone else in my car or anyone else on the road, and fair trading's gone, thanks, Graham. Thanks. They, and that's it. They keep it for statistics. Oh. But there's, there's six motor vehicle inspectors across all of New South Wales. From fair trading? Yeah. They're busy. When the Motor Vehicle Repairs Act started in 1980, I was told there were 50 inspectors. And now there's six. Yeah. But the problem's grown. Yeah. And that's been minimised. They don't, they don't think it's an important... Six million vehicles, more than six million vehicles yeah. registered in New South Wales. Complex vehicles, a lot of them. Well, the whole, the whole smash repair industry is complex, you've said, right? Very much. Different manufacturers. Yep. The vehicles themselves are more complicated. Advanced driver assistance systems. Yep. Repair procedures that need to be attained from vehicle manufacturer websites. Yep. So it's even difficult for the repairers themselves to get the specs. Well, it's the old thinking was you repair cars, you, you repair everything. Yeah. I think if you compare the smash repair industry to medicine, where you have different branches of medicine specialising or law, we have panel beaters who can fix, there's 70 different brands on the road. 70 different vehicle manufacturers Only. and we expect the panel beater to repair all 70, yeah. make, and, and model across all of them. and we expect them to take the motors and suspension out because, and then do the motor trimming and replace panels, plastic welding, metal welding, high strength steel. It's so complicated and the really crazy thing, Angela, is once you've got your license, all you've got to do is renew it every three years and with fair away trading. you go with, with fair trading. Right. So they want the license renewal every three years. They're getting the money for the business licensing yep. and the tradesperson certificate licensing, but there's no requirement to do any training. Which almost every other industry that has uh, uh, a qualification attached to it, they have to do continuous professional development because things change within any industry. Laws change, rules change, legislation changes. Would, would you go Tech to a changes. Would you go to a doctor or a dentist who hasn't done any training for thirty years? I I would like to think that they have done, yeah. but I am after spending a little time with you over the last few years talking to you about this subject. I am very mindful now of making sure that wherever I go, in any industry, that they're up to date on their because I'm sure there's yeah. some doctors that might yeah. not keep up to date. But well, 
It's interesting because there's been some changes made affecting insurance recently. Insurers are now coming under the Corporations Act. So now insurers have to act honestly, fairly and efficiently. They didn't have to before. They should have always so now, had to, right? So now when, they, when an insurance company recommends you take your car to ABC Smash Repairs, you're entitled to ask why. Why do they, do they specialise in Porsche? Do they specialise in Mercedes? There's a reason. And if they can't give you a good reason as to why are we sending you to this repairer, well, it might be good that you're getting repairs done for $1,800 a claim. Yeah. That's great. But you're supposed to be looking after me and my car yeah. and making sure I get a great job done. You are supposed to be doing that. And people have an expectation of a policy when they pay for a policy that they're going to get at least a safe vehicle back on the road and then people also have the expectation that there is some kind of body or authority that overlooks that and if something yeah. does go wrong because nobody's perfect yeah. if something does go wrong that there is a consequence for that somewhere yes. along the way and where the whole system is broken it's falling apart everywhere that's it that's it and there's doesn't seem to be any answers to the problem no and it's been consistent for a long time this bad it's just getting worse. We don't mean to leave you on a negative point, but that's there are the facts there. So please check your policies when you do renew your car insurance and make sure you're covered. And it doesn't hurt to ask how your repair is going or to see any documentation around it. Thanks very much, Graham, for joining us today. Thanks, Angela. To everyone out there, remember, if you have any tips, tricks, comments or stories, you can send them straight to me, news at smea.org.au. We're across all the socials and a big shout out to our sponsors the SME Association of Australia for what they do for us. Without them, we wouldn't be here. And ASCII Live Media. Thanks very much, Alan. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Graeme. Thanks.